Broadcasting live to the world now. It's Sheila Zielinski. Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end-time watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this October 13th, 2015 edition I broadcast Monday to Fridays, that's weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and on Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern on WINB and Worldwide Christian Radio. You can go to my website, weekendvigilante.com. All the social media tabs, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter are there, as well as you can sign up for the podcast by going to the right-hand side, that big pink button, Podomatic, sign up and you'll get all the latest shows and archives. Don't forget to get a copy of Green Gospel, my book. If you do not have that book, please do get a copy of it. And again, to quote Dr. Timothy Ball, renowned climatologist, Sheila Zelensky's book effectively demolishes what you think you know. So there you have it, the green agenda, the greatest deception of our era. Give out copies and get yourself a copy by going to greengospel.ca. Do sign up for my free e-newsletter. comes out once a month. And also, just to let you know, I am working on launching Remnant Roundup, the website to connect the End Time Saints, and hopefully that'll be launching in January 2016. Just a reminder to get your tickets for Hear the Watchmen, Dallas, Texas, March 18th to the 20th. You can go to my website, and on the right-hand side, there's a link that'll take you straight to hearthewatchmen.com. It's got a great lineup of speakers, and it is indeed going to be a very powerful event. My guest today is a good friend of the show. He's been on before. He is a wealth of information, folks. My guest is Dr. Ted Brower from healthmasters.com. He was on about a month ago, and I had many people ask to have him back on. And so it's my pleasure to have him back on the program. Ted, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you back on. Sheila, it's always my pleasure to be on with you. Thanks for having me on. In fact, I've got my show back up in the gear again, so I'm going to have you on there next week live. And so we'll do have some fun with that because I want to help promote your, promote your book that you have. And so we'll be doing a lot of that back and forth with you now. So I'm good. To, it's good to be back on with you. And you want to talk about TPP tonight. Also, I want to talk about Monsanto. I want to talk about some natural diabetes treatment protocols that work very, very well. Plus, I want to go a little bit more detail about different types of anti-cancer diets that are available and some of the insanity that's going on through our medical profession right now. And I want to go back into viruses and immunizations and what they're doing to the children and how they're poisoning them with all of this stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, so it's going to be a quick hour. Are you surprised with the fact that they're trying to mandate these vaccinations? I mean, is that their jurisdiction, Ted, do you think? Well, when you realize that the Rothschild, Kazari, and Mafia pretty much runs everything, and, you know, and, the, and they control the pharmaceutical corporations, they control the media, they control Congress, and all of this stuff is going on and on and on. 
and they pretty much own the planet now because of their Babylonian money printing that they started <laughs> centuries ago. Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. See, the whole thing next, the next step is medical tyranny. Whereas if you don't want to take a vaccine, they show up at your door with, you know, SWAT teams and say, we're taking your children away or we're going to force you to lay down and we're going to inject everybody here on the spot. And that's where it's headed, Sheila. It'll be sooner or later, you know, with Big Brother watching us through the, through the Samsung TVs and listening to us on our dishwashers and our refrigerators and everything they're doing now that they're, they're telling us they are, the cameras they have and all this information that we have as far as our iPads, et cetera. They're going to know what we're doing, and they're going to put us on a good medical program to keep us subdued and keep us stupid. Because remember, they want the the royal bloodline class to run the planet, and the rest of us they want to they want a feudal system back, and they want to get rid of all the borders. And that's what they're doing in Europe right now. I've got friends of mine in Germany that have contacted German Klum, Jürgen Klum, who owns the Alaha Bakery up in, here in Florida, and he told me that they're actually going in. The Germans are actually going into the refugee settlement camps now, the tented camps, and burning them with torches. He says this kind of stuff never didn't happen since 1941, 42, 39 with Hitler. And he said it's unbelievable what's happening in Germany now, how Germany is being taken over by the Muslims and how people are calling Jurgen up now asking if they can move to the United States to get out of this Muslim infiltration zone they're in. And they want Jurgen to hire them and give him a, they've given them a job so they can leave Germany. And it's sad, Sheila, because the last time I was in Germany in some of the major cities, it's just like it is in London now. Almost everybody was Muslim and they were speaking different languages and all the Muslim languages that they carry and all the dialects they have. And the sad part about it is there really weren't any Germans left. I saw that in Denmark. I saw that in Sweden. I saw that in Norway. saw that particularly in Stockholm. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad because all the blonde-haired, blue-eyed girls and boys are pretty much gone. And they've been infiltrated by the Muslims now with all their mosques everywhere. And sadly, I'm not saying that blonde-haired, blue-eyed is better than the dark-haired Muslims, but I'm saying this. It's a cultural difference, Sheila. They don't think about the fact that, you know, the white people on the planet are only about 5% of the population. And we're losing the little bit we have left as far as the cultural that we had in Germany and all these different parts in Europe. And it's sad because if you go to any, if you go to any African country now, I wouldn't want to live in any African country during turmoil. Libya was in pretty good shape a few years ago until we threw Gaddafi out. And now we've got that place in turmoil. And the entire Met is just a giant mess. In the Middle East, it's a giant mess. And sadly, the entire planet's going to turn into a giant mess, which is going to bring in their Luciferian dictatorship. And that's what they're going for. I mean, they're going for gold this time. And the only person standing in their way, it looks like, is Vladimir Putin, which, I mean, that's hard for me to even believe that, you know, he's actually standing in the gap, unless that's just more obfuscation. He's in with the rest of them. Who knows, Sheila? Yeah, it's really hard to tell with Putin, isn't it? It's kind of hard to see where the head starts and the tail ends on this thing, because there's so much coming at us really ted i mean it's death by a thousand cuts every time we turn around there's some other nightmare we're dealing with and you know you touched on our western culture being eroded essentially because of low birth rates or the abortion rates are off the charts i mean the muslims breed like rabbits they're outbreeding us that's what's happening in a few years you one shudders to think of what's going to happen. You know, I think about all this border situation and the flooding of these immigrants. And we look at this UN global police force and we've got all this. It's like military martial law looming. But never mind that, because the CDC announcing just this week again that there's another deadly virus. I mean, there's always a deadly virus on the horizon. Do you notice that? Well, that there's always a deadly revisor or else there's another or they turn they, they wind up one of their MK Ultra boys and they zap them out and put them on the drugs and have them go do a bunch of shootings if these shootings are even real. 
and yeah. ends up basically overtaking the news with that. I mean, when Putin started bombing Syria, immediately we had another shooting, then another shooting, and the mainstream news completely stopped caring what was going on with Russia and with Putin and what they were doing to ISIS and how they were basically destroying them in a couple of weeks. And they, they just stopped talking about any of that over there and started talking about the shootings again. And then King Obama gets on the TV and starts telling everybody how you know, we have to have gun control like they have in Australia and like we had, like they have in England and all this other kind of nonsense. And sadly, the whole thing about it is we're at the lowest historically, we're right now at the lowest gun crime rate in the entire country, as far as I can remember. And it's only because of these false flag shootings that keep popping up everywhere that they even make news and because they're obfuscation through the media. And again, it's like, remember when Bill Clinton was doing his Monica Lewinsky missiles. Every time Monica would hit the story, he'd send another missile in Afghanistan or into some other country in the Middle East. Right. And also, nobody would talk about Monica Lewinsky anymore. They'd talk about Monica, you know, they, they were about to buy the missiles. They would talk about Monica. And this is all this is. The media is completely controlled by the Rothschild, Kazarian Mafia cartel, the, the Luciferians. They started way back in with, with the guys back in the 16 and 1700s with the Sabbateans and then went to the Jacob Frank guy. And, and the, the crazy thing about this is, Nobody wants to talk about the truth about what's happening. And, and sadly, we as Americans and Christians and our cultures, our German cultures, our Danish cultures, all these cultures are being destroyed. In fact, I heard a really good interview. I very rarely ever listen to Alex Jones. And I heard a really good interview, though. Somebody linked it to me the other day and asked me to watch it, saw, see what I thought. And they had a guy on the name of David Duke. I think we've all heard of him. And I thought, well, this guy's just going to be a racist, right? And so I listened to this two-hour interview with David Duke and Alex Jones and doggone it, I tell you what, Sheila, David Duke made sense. He was talking about the destruction of the white race on the planet and how our cultures were being subverted by all of this political correctness. And he went on for two hours and actually made some really, really good points. Now, I didn't agree with everything that he said, but the reality was he made a lot of really good points that I thought were well worth listening to. And I sent that link out to a bunch of people. I got so many positive feedbacks on it because I really never really knew who David Duke was. I've heard a little bit about him, but I never really listened to what he said. But I thought it was interesting that he did such a good job with Alex Jones. In fact, it was one of the best interviews that I've ever heard on Alex as far as having a guest on there with statistics and facts and what was happening. And, and it's exactly what you said a few minutes ago. The Muslims are breeding like rabbits. Okay. And they are. Some of them have 8, 10, 12 kids. Yeah. And over there in Mecca, where they are, a lot of them have multiple wives and they keep having more and more kids. And they're getting into Europe and they're coming in with their culture and they're coming in with their Sharia law and they're taking over and dominating the culture. And it's sad because, you know, I remember Albert Pike wrote in his Morals and Dogma book back in the 1800s. He was a, a former big Masonic Lodge leader, he was also a Confederate war general. For those who don't know who he is, he wrote a really good book. Do you need to read it? And he talks about the Illuminati, talks about the Masonic Lodges and how the Third World War is going to be between the Muslims and the Christians and the Zionists and the Jews. And basically, they're going to f cause that to happen. And I always thought that was kind of interesting because, sadly, that's where it's headed right now. And that's why they've opened those borders in Germany. And, and then finally, the German people have stood up against Angela Merkel, who's one of the most hated people they've ever had now as far as in that position as chancellor of Germany. And they want her replaced immediately. And now she's not going to run for another term. Surprise, surprise. And Obama did the same thing a year and a half ago when he opened the borders in South to Mexico and basically just let everybody come in. And it's all about destroying the population as far as the voting population, bringing all these liberals in, being told what to vote on and getting rid of the rights that we have in the United States, including our Second Amendment rights, Sheila. And everybody knows that. And once we lose our Second Amendment rights, uh, we're in trouble because we have one of the best armed military in the world. And we have all kinds of soldiers in this country right now from other countries, Spesnots and everybody else, according to Dave Hodges. And I believe he's right about that. And they're training on our soil. 
And basically, they can be turned immediately against the American population. If we're disarmed, there's nothing we can do besides get marched off to concentration camps or get shot in our own house. Well, it's true. But do you really think Obama would have enough balls to really go after the gun owners in America? Do you think he would have the audacity to try to take guns, Ted? You know, I know they did it with Katrina in, in, New, in New Orleans. Basically, that was a martial law exercise. And, but that was under Bush. And I saw that. And uh, that was that was interesting. I read a lot about that, reported a lot on that. I don't know if he actually has the grit to do it. I mean, because remember, Obama doesn't run the country. That's we have to understand that he's a figurehead. He's being run by the uh, by the Rothschild mafia, basically, uh, the Kazarians, and he's they're telling him what to do. The same thing with the uh, the Pope and the money that's coming out of Afghanistan with the drugs. I mean, people don't even realize the current Pope was in Afghanistan back in the 60s and 70s under Operation Condor, turning in his parishioners and having them dropped off of planes in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean if they were against the government there. This was down there in Buenos Aires. I was there two years ago, almost three years ago now, in Buenos Aires. I spent five days there, and I went to his parish where he had his church. And everybody that I asked about the current pope back then, they told me how much they hated him. He's one of the most hated, most hated and reviled people in, in a, you know, in, in what happened in a, in Argentina because of Operation Condor. And see, folks don't understand that what happened with Operation Condor is the same thing that happened with, you know, Operation Gladio in Europe. I mean, the CIA got involved with drug running and starting these covert operations and these false flag operations all over Europe, all over Italy, because they were trying to stop communism supposedly in Italy, and they were going through the. Uh, the Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam Triangle, which is one of the primary places they were raising, raising opium. And then they had a huge drought over there. That's one of the biggest reasons that that war was fought was because of opium. And Kennedy knew that. That's why he wanted to pull everybody out of there and get rid of the CIA from Operation Condor, where it all got started doing this junk and bringing this stuff in on military aircraft into the United States. And now heroin's a $1 trillion business. It's the third largest commodity being sold on the planet. Oil's number one, natural gas is number two, and heroin's number three. And now they're raising it in Afghanistan. It's become a trillion-dollar-a-year business. That's right. And it's just funding all these black ops operations. And so our government's pretty much been taken over by this international banking cartel, the CIA, and the Vatican that launders all this money. And that's where it's all headed. In fact, there's a really good book you can read. It's called Operation Condor. It goes into detail on all of this and what happened with Operation Condor and Operation Gladio. But, yes, the whole thing, that's why so many of these governments were overthrown in South America and it was done by the CIA because they were putting their people in and putting their banking systems in and taking their it's just it's just it's just so corrupt Sheila and the sad part about it is when you start really digging into it deeper and deeper you kind of go down this rabbit hole and you kind of go well crap i didn't know it was that bad and you know and you get you, so the further you dig the deeper you get the worse it gets and you keep thinking gosh this is just awful including the child pedophiles and the child sex smuggling and the child sacrifice and all the stuff that they do in the drinking of the blood and their rituals I mean, these people are a bunch of weirdo, perverto Satanists is what they are, and they're playing for blood. They're playing for the whole planet, and they're planning on taking over the whole planet, and that's their goal. That's the stated goal of the Rothschild banking empire, and it's been that way for hundreds of years, and they've subverted all these economies and all these countries, and they're doing it with the Catholic Church. They're doing it with the CIA. Their triangle of crime through, through the Vatican, uh, through Langley, uh, through the CIA— uh, through uh, through Washington, D.C., and of course, uh, you'd add one more to that, the Bank of England, which is where the Rothschilds are based out of, and that's just the way it is. And I mean, you know that, and I know that. It's just most people who listen to your show, they know that. At least they know that you and I know that now. <laughs> 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 you know, but it's just, it just is what it is. And sadly, the whole thing is nuts because people don't realize 
that, you know, unless we get into Washington, D.C., I don't want a revolution. I want restoration. I want the Constitution to be restored. I want our rights to be restored, the God-given rights that no one had a right to take away from us, the rights that are still being trying to trying to take away all of our rights. I mean, our the Bill of Rights has been completely dismantled now since 9-11 and with what's going on with George Bush and the Patriot Act. Of course, George Bush was just another pawn in the game. And if you want to read a really good book that's free online, it's by William Carr. It's called Pawns in the Game. Phenomenal book. Gosh, I read that book years ago. I've got it on a PDF file. It came on. It was on. It's free online, and it's called Pawns in the Game by William Carr. He wrote this book back in the fifties and the sixties, and what really happened during World War II, and why Stalin got all of those countries given to him to communist Russia, and had nothing to do with them giving those countries to him because he was going to start fighting Japan. That had nothing to do with it. It was all about the Rothschild Mafia again and what they were doing and putting in their central banks and destroying those cultures. This all started back in 1945, and it was endorsed and signed off on by the Allies when they gave half of Europe away to communist Russia. It was the nuttiest thing. When you read that book, he really goes into detail and explains it. And a lot of this stuff started back then. You know, with this onslaught of communism, and of course, we know that the uh, the Rothschild Khazarian Mafia are the ones that started the Bolshevik Revolution. We know that. I mean, gosh, that's just history. And how they how they completely paid for it and did what they did and killed tens of millions, sometimes up to 60, 70 million Russians were slaughtered by these people. And they don't care. See, they look at you and me like we're insignificant, like we're ants that you're going to step on in an ant pile. They don't even they don't even think about it. They'll go into Iraq and kill a million people, or go into Iran and kill a million people, or go into Syria and kill hundreds of thousands of people, or go into Egypt and kill a million people. They don't care, Sheila. They don't care about human life. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They only care about serving Lucifer and sacrificing the stuff that he that, that they want to do to him. And it's sad because the vast majority of the population of the planet doesn't understand. In fact, Putin said in one of a really good article that I read from him a few weeks ago, he says, look, he goes, if this will quote, I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't have the article in front of him. He goes, he goes, look, if you folks in the West, in America, if you want to worship Satan, that's up to you. I don't care. But leave Russia out of it. He came out and said that. He straight called them out. So he knows what's going on. Apparently, he's wide awake. He knows what happened with 9-11. In fact, he's threatening to release all of his documentation and files that he has on 9-11, which I wish he would. I mean, I wish that all that stuff would come out and that the Bush criminal cartel would be arrested and put in jail along with the Clinton cartel. But we don't need Jeb Bush in the White House. We don't need another Clinton in the White House. And we both know that. And we know that. I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I personally like Donald Trump. I mean, because at least he's saying some things about immunizations and things that nobody else wanted to touch or talk about. At least he's talking about immigration and open borders, which nobody wanted to talk about. At least he's bringing up some key issues now, whether he has a snowball's chance in Florida on black asphalt in the middle of July when it's 100 degrees outside at high noon. I don't know. <laughs> but, the point, but the point is, at least he's doing something and getting somebody's attention. And see, that's why his poll numbers are still so high. But Jeb Bush, we don't need a Bush in the White House, and we don't need a Clinton in the White House. In fact, Jerry Falwell, I'll never forget this. He said this right before he died, when he was when, when back, with, oh gosh, it was in 2006 or seven, when Hillary was going to be making a run for the White House. He said, ABC, he goes, anybody but Clinton. That's, I guess I should have carved that on his epitaph because he was dead. He was, he was dead right after he said that because he had released those videos back in the 90s. One of them was called the Clinton Circle of Power, and I forgot what the other one was called. It was... Uh, the Clinton Chronicles, the Clinton Chronicles and Clinton Circle, Circle of Power. And you get to, you still see both those videos online for free if people want to watch them. They're on YouTube now. And it talks about all of the deaths, 
including the, what happened to the Rose Law Firm, the burning of Rose Law Firm, uh, Hubble. They talk about Vince Foster. They talk about everything. And he had over 100 people that were dead, killed, murdered, gone, that he talked about in those videos and how the Clintons were linked to all of it indirectly. And that was nuts. And I mean, so that was going on back in the 90s when he was still president, when Clinton was president. And I'm surprised he stayed alive as long as he did. But Jerry Falwell had a huge following. He was selling those, they were VHS tapes, and he was selling them, gosh, by I guess by the hundreds of thousands. And that's why some of them are still available online. But sadly, nobody wants to remember any of that stuff. And the people's, the people apparently's memory in the United States who like the Clintons, uh, they like the Clintons. And, you know, and it's just sad because, I mean, anybody with any kind of sense knows that Benghazi was a whole cover-up with the weapons that we were bringing in with, with the ambassador there and that they wanted him to be killed. That's why they pulled the, the, the special forces out. They didn't send the troops in to save him. And, it, and then Hillary Clinton was neck deep in it. And then she gets rid of all of these emails that she has. I mean, her sire, she erases her server. I mean, the criminal counts that these people have on them, Sheila, are, are in the hundreds with the Clintons, in the hundreds. And, and sadly, uh, people don't even understand that's going on, and they still want her to be president. And I think she's so evil that she's kind of like the sock puppet for Satan, to be honest with you. I, think that, I, don't, even think, I don't even think the Luciferians want her in, because I don't think they even trust her. Well, I think it's ironic that Hillary Clinton was saying last week she was calling for people to stand up to the NRA and the gun lobby. And she was really attacking the Second Amendment. You know, like, let's get with the times, people. And yet... You know, she said, you don't get anything done in this country, Ted, if you don't start by calling it out. Well, I thought, OK, let's call some things out here. Hitlery, you have a trail of dead bodies. She is a devil of a woman. And I have a slogan for her, Ted, Hillary for jail 2016. It really is more of this total rules for radicals from her good pal Sololinsky playbook, isn't it? No, that's exactly right. In fact, her and Obama read from the same book. Uh, here's a good article here. It says, September sees record gun sales. Some see Democrats' calls for executive action to restrict guns as, as cause. And it goes on, the Federal Bureau of Investigation processed a record number of background checks in the month of September, indicating that gun sales were at an all-time high for the month. That represents a new record, 335,000 more checks than the previous September high of 2012, or a 23% increase. And the craziest thing is what people don't understand, because I've been to a lot of gun shows, because I have a concealed weapon, I've been carrying one for 30 years, right. is that when you go to these gun shows, when people do a background check, many times they buy two and three guns at once. And there's only one background check. So there's really no guarantee of how many guns were actually sold. Right. So people are beginning to realize that we're losing our rights. And if we don't do something here as a country, that, you know, it's going to get worse. I mean, look, look at Monsanto now. Monsanto, finally, after consumer activism has come after them, their stock is way down. They're crashing and burning. Hopefully, Monsanto, you know, they, their, shop, their shares are down 27% this year due to consumer activism. Massive lawsuits with farmers that are suing Monsanto back now because of cross-contamination of their seeds. Uh, funding the anti-labeling campaigns is coming back to bite Monsanto in the butt. Uh, then now everybody, everybody knows that their flagship product, Roundup, Glyphosate causes cancer, and their own research 30 years ago proved it, and it's been now released through a you know, Freedom of Information Act, and it's, it causes like 12 different types of cancer. And they know that now, Sheila, and now everybody's starting to realize they don't want that product around, and now they're starting to have national bans. At least 15 European members have moved to ban GMO crops, period. Meanwhile, like some small nations like Bermuda and Colombia have banned glyphosate altogether. And see, if we don't do something as a nation with stuff like that, it's just gonna, it's gonna just get worse. It's just gonna get worse. And see, that's why we have to understand that if we don't 
stand together in this fight, it's not going to get any better for any of us. It's not, it's not going to be any better for any of us. It's going to be awful. I would say 90% of the American people are not even aware of what is going on, Ted. And you have talked about the fact that people are sitting around and they're eating their bag of Doritos, they're flipping through channels. Sure. You know, they're so obsessed with Dancing with the Stars and whatever mindless dribble is on the primetime lineup. People are just in a dystopic fog, aren't they? Ask your doctor if getting off the couch is right for you, Ted. Well, they are. I mean, you got you got 50% of the men over the age of 40 now are basically impotent. They have ED. 50% of men, 50% of men over 40 are impotent. I mean, that's just nuts, you know, or some type of ED. And that's primarily because of high blood pressure medicine and statin drugs. I mean, we've got tens of millions of people taking high blood pressure medication and statin drugs. We've got 40, 50 million people taking antipsychotic drugs like Prozac and Zoloft, which have been linked to all these suicides and all these shootings. I mean, we have an entire country that has been drugged into a stupor and nobody understands that how bad this is and what's happening with all of the, the people and how they're dying from this. Let me give you a couple of statistics real quick. It said that 12,000 deaths occurred from unnecessary surgery, 7,000 deaths from, from medication errors in hospitals, 20,000 deaths from other errors in hospitals, 80,000 deaths from infections in hospitals, 106,000 deaths from FDA-approved correctly prescribed medicines, 37,000 deaths from unnecessary procedures, 32,000 deaths related to surgery, 98,000 deaths from medical error, 115,000 deaths from bed sores, 88,000 deaths from infection, 108,000 deaths from malnutrition, 199,000 deaths related to outpatients, and 106,000 deaths from adverse drug relations reactions. That's one year, Sheila, and we have a we have a school shooting or we have another shooting that's a false flag. It gets all this media hype, but almost 800,000 people are killed through allopathic medicine every year in the United States, and nobody talks about it because the same people who own the media own these drug companies, own these hospitals through their interlocking, interlocking corporate directorships or control them anyhow. And what happens is they're not going to let all this information come out about how bad it is. In fact, I cover all of this in my latest book, Breakthrough Health. I go into detail on the Rockefeller Medical Complex and how it's causing all of these problems through their allopathic medicine. Uh, in addition to that, I mean, look at, look at Doug Hagman. You know, he's a good friend of both of ours. Doug's blood sugar was almost 500 back in January. He went on our healthy blood sugar protocol, which is just basically a dietary change and some supplements, and he was able to change his diet completely. He worked with his doctor to come off his meds, and he's now got his blood sugar under control at 100, and his doctor told him he's no longer a diabetic. Dave Hodges was about to go and have to have knee surgery. His knee was so messed up with pain. We put him on a joint protocol that we have, and now he's no longer having problems with his knee. See, the thing about this is, is that there's all kinds of natural things that you can take on an ongoing basis that make you feel good, and have tremendous energy. In fact, if you go to healthmasters.com, that's my website, uh, you can sign up for our free newsletter that we have, and you'll get all this information sent to you every, every, uh, every, every about every third day, I think we send you a new email. But I, did you see that last article by Paul Craig Roberts? And this is an incredible article he just he, he was quoted on. He says that the United States government has become the world's most dangerous terrorist organization. Now, remember, he was the assistant secretary of the Treasury for Economic Policy under, under, under Reagan. And he says that he's issued a dire warning now and saying that the evil will be even, be even coming even more evil in the years ahead as the world becomes even more dangerous. He says the United States military policy, this is, this is John Craig Roberts saying, Paul Craig Roberts saying this, the United States military policy has destroyed seven countries. The populations there are subject to ongoing continual violence, either from the U.S., from these jihadists, or from the Islamic State. In Libya, there's various factions. There is no government. 
just warlords fighting and nobody's safe anywhere. So the populations are getting out. You can't live in that type of situation. And he's saying that that's primarily the primary cause of what we did in the Middle East that's destabilized all those countries that's making all these Muslims flee into Europe. Now, I believe there's some truth to that, but they're allowing these Muslims to flee into Europe. They could have stopped them at the borders to start with. But again, that's to destabilize Europe. And I really believe that we're still on the verge of a major economic correction, Sheila. I think it's been put on hold a little bit as far as us losing the reserve currency status. I think China got a little bit destabilized when we started dropping their stock shares and everything with our, with our, with our, with our naked shorts a few months ago. So they kind of backed off wanting to take over the reserve currency status. And that'll probably happen in about another year from now if they can get stabilized in China. But the sad part about it is it's kind of like you know Rothschild said. His wife's mother said centuries ago, she said, when my son wants there to be a war, there's a war. When my son doesn't want there to be a war, there is no war. So we control the wars, and then basically they finance both sides of the war. They did that in the Civil War. They did that, on the, they did that in the War of 1812. I mean, they do all of this stuff all of the time. They did it in the Bolshevik Revolution. They did it again with Hitler. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the trucks that were running down the road in Nazi Germany had Ford motors in them, for heaven's sake, Sheila. I mean, people don't even realize that. They weren't Mercedes motors. They were Ford motors. And I mean, ISIS and ISIL, we trained all these guys in our camps here in the United States. There are a lot of these jihadists that are over there now, and a lot of them have turned on us and used their own weapons against us. But all of this is orchestrated. All of this is planned. They're planning on doing See, none of this is real. This is all, I remember years, I mean, not one years ago, it was last year, I was hosting a big show on, the, on GCN. And I remember uh, I was talking to one of the folks that ran the shows, and I said they wanted me to report on all of these, these stories about all the stuff that's going on in the Middle East. And I said, I don't want to report on that stuff. And they said, why? I said, because it's all a bunch of jokes. I said, it's all media stuff they put out there for us to report on because they're trying to control the narrative. The narrative is not what you think it is. The narrative is a lie. They're trying to basically bring in a one-world government, a one-world dictatorship through Lucifer, and that's what they're planning on doing. So they're going to control the narrative and try to make everything sound so bad that we become so helpless that we become that we develop learned helplessness. We start suffering from, I guess, Stockholm Syndrome, and everybody has normalcy bias to such a point that they're willing to allow the federal government to do whatever the federal government wants to do to us just to try to restore some type of normal behavior in the country. And that's where this is headed. So I told him, I said, I don't, I don't want to report on these stories. I think these stories are a joke because I don't think they're real. See, and that's what's going on. I don't think this, I don't think, I think probably 60 or 70% of those beheadings weren't real. I think they were all staged. I think they were all doctored and edited. I mean, a lot of this stuff's just not real, Sheila, but, but see, it's, it's, like, it's like that movie Wag the Dog. They're spinning the narrative. It's like John Rappaport does a, such a good job when he writes about this. They tell you what the narrative is, and they keep telling you what the narrative is, and they show you all the subliminal advertising and all these images, which go directly into the right brain, into the subconscious, and the deeper part of the brain, the, the more actually the actual, the better part of the brain. And it remembers all of this stuff, and it gets burned deeply into the subconscious through all their advertising subliminals. And that's why they're always showing their little pyramids and holding up their little triangles and always showing the one seeing eye, because they're trying to let you know that they're burning this into your brain to glorify Lucifer to try to make you accept all of this stuff. You see all these these Jay-Z and all these rest of these, these Hollywood people, they'll sit there and make little triangles with their fingers and Beyonce and all the rest of them. And the sad part about it is we know what they're doing. I mean, some of the, some of the worst TV shows out there right now are doing that. And... But we allow it to happen. Here's what I do. I just turn the stupid TV set off. How about that? I don't watch the mainstream news anymore. I get my news from alternative news on the Internet. 
Because like you said, with that TPP, they're trying to take away our right to do that on our websites. They're trying to take away our right to link to other stories for copyright inf infringements. They're trying to shut down the alternative media. And that's one of the biggest things about the Trans-Pacific Partnership. If that thing goes through in its current form, now that we've seen the final thing leaked, it's going to be a nightmare for everybody, Sheila, in the alternative news business. Well, we've had leaked documents that spell out what this TPP means, but it also means control of our food, too, our seeds, our planting, our agriculture. We look at the UN and its host governments and corporate sponsors. They've been gaining control over all our food and utilizing food and water as a weapon. They're privatizing water. There's over 30 articles with, that I have of leaked documents that address both the Codex Alimentarius takeover as well as the takeover, really, Ted, of all our food. This is really tantamount to being used as political compliance subjugation model, isn't it? I couldn't have said any better. That's exactly right. And so that, that's what they're going to do because I remember I read one article that was leaked. I think it might have been through WikiLeaks. It was about two years ago. And they said that they're not worried about bringing people to FEMA camps, that there won't be any food to eat except for in the FEMA camps, and the people will go to the FEMA camps willingly, be searched when they get there, lose their guns when they get there, and willingly walk in and be captive so they can get food. So you're absolutely right. It's all about subjugation. It's about closing down the entire country and putting us in seven megacities, I guess, and giving us 200 square feet of living area and just having us have 500 million of us left to serve them and be serfs. I mean, the whole thing's just kind of nuts, but this is just, uh, it's, it's happening. They're doing it. And unless we put a stop to this, this Rothschild Kazarian Mafia, which is pretty much the, the lifeline of all of this stuff as far as the financing of it, uh, it's not going to end. We have to get rid of the Federal Reserve. We have to nationalize the Federal Reserve banks here in the United States. Uh, we've got to get rid of them totally. We've got to start issuing debt-free currency again like we had before 1913. We've got to stop this nonsense. We have to stop debt-based financing. I mean, we, the problem is when you, when you borrow a billion dollars on debt, and let's say you pay 10% interest on it and you end up paying, you know, a billion dollars in interest on a $10 billion loan, the $10 billion loan, if it's paid back, the interest was never printed because it was debt. It was never put into circulation, so it can't be paid back. And that's what our national debt is. We have tens of trillions of dollars in our national debt, over $100 trillion when you look at the unfunded liabilities from the uh, Social Security, et cetera. $100 trillion, excuse me, not billion. And so what happens is it can't be paid back because the money was never put into circulation. It does not exist. Even if you, if you strip the entire M1 money supply, the money could not even come close to paying it back. What does they say? It's 4 5 or 6% of the M1 money supply and the total debt that's out there. So that means that for every 100 bucks, you've only got 3 or $4 or $5 of circulation. The rest of it's just credit. And it just can't be paid back. And that's what they've done to us by this Babylonian fiat currency, uh, satanics, what it is, usury system that Jesus was so against in the New Testament. And that's one of the reasons he hated usury. That's why God Almighty himself spoke against usury in the Old Testament. And, and usury is bad, Sheila. And that's what this all thing's about. It's all about setting up a pyramid scheme, putting the entire planet into a debt servitude and back into a feudal system. So until we get rid of that Rothschild banking cartel in this country, and start getting honest money again, like Ron Paul says, and getting rid of this nonsense and getting rid of this complete manipulation of the stock market and the precious metals market, we're never going to have this country right again. Sheila, it can't be done. But there's nobody in Congress that's willing to do that because they're all on the till, getting all of this money, getting all this money on the side, or, or they're being blackmailed because they have so many things against them with their child pedophile rings they run up in Washington or their prostitution rings that they have, that these guys have so much trash on them. Remember what J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover said? He said, you don't have to control everybody in Congress. You just have to control 51%. 
Because as long as you control 51% of the senators and 51% of the Congress, you control the country. You don't have to control everybody because some people can't be bought like Ron Paul. I mean, this whole, and remember the entire chemical stuff that was being done in World War II in these concentration camps and all this human testing that was being done. When, it, when we brought the, the we, we didn't put these doctors in jail who were doing all of these things because we brought them to the United States, gave them new identities and brought in the MK Ultra program, which is the mind control. K, K stands for the Seidelkontrolle in Germany. So MK was a mind control for that was in German. And that was it was a continuation of the Nazi experiments in the concentration camps with the MK Ultra mind control protocols. And see, that's what we have. And then finally, they've gotten so advanced now they can use, use pharmaceuticals and they can use uh, beam weapons, frequency weapons, and they can put, they can, I was reading a book, I was on a cruise a couple years ago, and I was reading a book, it had a very interesting book in the library, it was called The Men Who Stare at Goats, and wow, they were interviewing yeah. Stubblebine in the book, and quoting him in the book, and the guy who had written the book was involved in this big research about how these guys were actually staring at goats. One guy was actually able to invoke Lucifer, and actually caused the goat's heart to explode and to stop just by staring at it. Crazy book. What was interesting about the book was this. He said in that book, he says, this technology is so advanced. I mean, this book was written 15, 16 years, 20 years ago. He said technology was so advanced even back then that they could beam at the energy, en enemy troops a, a frequency that would make them nauseous, make them suicidal, make them want to go to sleep, make them super depressed and disoriented. Uh, they could do the microwave energy, makes them hot like their whole body is burning. And that's not even hitting them with anything besides just a beam weapon. And that's what they were doing in the Iraq war, even back in the early 90s. They were doing these guys, were, these guys were being bombarded with this stuff and they were surrendering to drones because they didn't know what to do. And this is the technology that we have now. These, this, we have space-based weaponry. If you read the book, The Day After Roswell by Colonel Corso, phenomenal book. He talks about all the space-based weapons platforms that we have in orbit right now and how a lot of this research was done through these supposed extraterrestrial spacecraft that were, that were basically recovered. And so the crazy thing is, Sheila, there's an entire part of the government that nobody wants to talk about, that nobody wants to you know, get involved with. Even a lot of the folks who are really big in the alternative news market don't want to talk about it because it goes back to what's really happening. And a lot of it deals, it goes right back to like, like, like Paul McGuire says, it goes right back to the fallen angels. Tom Horn talks about this too. Steve Quayle talks about this too. You talk about it. Hagman talks about it. And it's about the whole Luciferian agenda from the very beginning of time when the angels came down here, the watchers came down in the book of Enoch, and they started, they started doing all their mischief on this planet. They started breeding with the women here on the planet. And all of this stuff in these bloodlines can be traced all the way back to Babylon, to Nimrod, and all of these crazy things that were happening. And Genesis chapter 6 talks about it in detail, but nobody wants to talk about it in the alternative media as far as the mainstream alternative media because it's a little bit too weird. Well, the sad part about it is unless you understand what happened in Genesis chapter 6, the Old Testament and New Testament doesn't come, you don't fully understand. When, you, when, you, when the God says to the Israelites when they leave the promise, when they leave Israel, uh, and obviously they, when they leave Egypt and they start going into the promised land, they're to wipe out these other species of people. There was a reason for that. These people have been inbred with this Nephilim DNA, with this fallen angel DNA, and God wanted these people wiped off the planet because he knew that they were basically hybrids. And the sad part about it is it says in Genesis chapter 6 that these giants, these Nephilim, these fallen angels, that they were there before and after the flood, Sheila, and nobody wants to talk about this. And this is what, right, just directly what it says in the book of Genesis. And until you get back all the way into the scripture of what happened, none of it makes any sense. And then you start work, then you start realizing about the holographic universe that we live in. You start talking about particle physics, and you start talking about all this other stuff that's contrary to Newtonian physics. And you start realizing that none of the stuff that we've been taught is true is true. 
We've been told all these lies after lies after lies after lies. And the problem is, Jesus even Jesus pointed this out. He said, the light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And see, and that's exactly what we have today. Here you and I are telling people the truth, but they don't want to hear it. I mean, I have friends of mine who have given hundreds of articles to about immunizations, the toxicity associated with it, and how 70% of sudden infant death crib death, sudden infant death occurs within three weeks of immunizations. 70% of SIDS occurs within three weeks of immunizations. And I show them all of this information. I give them all of this research, hundreds of articles, and they go and they immunize their children. I mean, I don't know what to do. So either they're stuck on stupid or they're so uneducated they can't think anymore or they've been so brainwashed by the mainstream media and all the nonsense they've listened to on the TV that it's going to take more than just me saying something to them. And I have, I've had three people that I've worked with particularly that were all friends of mine, and I've asked them not to immunize their kids, and three of them have gotten kids now who have gotten autism from the immunization, Sheila. Three of them. Yeah. And they don't even know what to say to me. They're like, God, Ted, you know, we don't know what to say. You warned us this was going to happen, and it happened. I said, yeah, I know. I'm sorry it happened, but it's what's happening. And now we have 158 kids coming down with autism. Statistics are showing now if the current trend continues that by 2025 in 10 years, one in two children are going to have autism, Sheila. And by 2035, all children will have autism. 100% of children will have autism. What the heck is wrong with people and why can't they wake up? Do they not notice that these kids are having all these mental issues? that these kids are doing awful on their exams, that the kids can't learn. It's because of all the mercury and because of all the aluminum they're re-injected with. Even the thimerosal-free injections have now been shown to contain thimerosal, and they're loaded with micrograms, hundreds of micrograms of mercury, way more than an adult can handle for a brand-new infant. And it's crazy. We have like 67 immunizations now these kids have to have by the time they're 12 years old, and some of them have done in huge clusters of shots. And that's one of the reasons I like about Donald Trump. He said, look, I had a friend who basically had a healthy child. They went in for the 18-month shot. A couple days later, the kid comes down with autism. She goes, we're giving too many shots too close together, too many at a time. He goes, this is crazy. we got to try to figure out what's going on with this. At least he brought it up in a national debate, Sheila. No one else has ever done that. Well, you can kind of see, Ted, there's a, again, it's a culmination of things here. We've got CERN going on. You've got magnetosphere disruption, these plasma conduits, directed energy weapons, these beam weapons you talked about, nanotech, transhumanism, artificial intelligence. You've got this new quantum computer, micro and nanoparticles, new holographic tech. And, you know, you talked about the Nephilim. So in a nutshell, we're going through complete terraforming. You know... I don't think there's another word for it, Sheila. I mean, the entire planet's being terraformed with the, with the uh, geoengineering, with all the weapon systems that we have, with them changing our DNA through epigenetics, through these changing of the DNA of the food we're eating, and from all of the Morgellons that we're having. In fact, this, this month, I'm going to be doing a whole show on more. Now it won't be a whole show. It'll be about 15 minutes on Morgellons disease with Hagman. It'll be on the 23rd of this month of September. And we'll be going into detail on what Morgellons is and how it works at the DNA level and what it does as far as being a, a phototropic thing. It actually just sends out light signals in the body and it actually interferes with DNA signaling. So, and now they know that if you hit it with a certain frequency, it starts growing very rapidly inside of your body. So you're absolutely right. They could be changing us from a cellular standpoint through the spraying that they're putting on us. And we won't even know it if they hit us with the right frequency beam weapons. Either we'll be completely changed from a DNA standpoint or we'll simply die. Because their goal is a 90% reduction, 95% reduction of the planet as far as population anyhow. And I believe they're well on their way to accomplishing that goal just from what the technology they were given from these, from these ancient spaceships and you know fallen spaceships they've got a hold of, according to Colonel Corso, 
who worked with the Eisenhower and the Kennedy and the Nixon administrations, he, he came clean on this stuff in that book he wrote up. I think it was 1998. And I mean, some of the stuff in there is just hard to believe. I was reading the book, The Money Mafia by Hellerod, the guy out of Canada who was, he was one of the, one of the, he had a cabinet seat up in Canada. And he wrote the book, The Money Mafia, which talked about the Khazarian money mafia and how they rule the planet. And then he quotes, he starts quoting this book the day after Roswell. And he said that some of his top generals that he knew at that time told him that every single word in that book the day after Roswell was true. And so I went ahead and got, I immediately went out and ordered that book the same minute. I just looked it up on Amazon, had him ship it to me because I wanted to read that book too. But when you start putting all the pieces of this weird puzzle together, it's really, really strange. It goes back to the Viril Maidens back in Germany, uh, talking to these other dimensional entities. It talks, it's just all of this stuff, Sheila, it's all nuts. And the problem is it's not really nuts. It's really happening. There's actually two factions that are fighting for control of this planet that are from other civilizations. And those would be the good angels and the bad angels. And then we'd have God who would have Lucifer. And you can call them aliens if you want because they're not from around here. <laughs> I mean, do whatever you want to call them. And see, that's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. People who are Christians, so many times you start talking about the supernatural aspect of the word or the book of Enoch, and they don't understand what you're talking about. They don't realize that it's real. That these things weren't made up. These weren't right. just fairy tales that were being made. That when Moses threw his staff down, it turned into a snake. And Pharaoh's magician threw his staff down, it turned into a snake. That really happened according to the Bible. And see, we have to understand, they understand semantics. They understand sound. They understand technology. I remember I was in, at Machu Picchu a couple of years ago. They had a temple there. And they have resonance chambers in the temple. And the resonance chambers are to operate at a certain frequency or a certain, like a hum sound like that, how they do when they do their meditations. And when you stick your head inside this resonance chamber, it gets like 100 times louder. And what that was being used for, certain frequencies and certain pitches stimulated the pineal gland to see into these different dimensions. And that's what they were doing there when they were doing the human sacrifice. There was a big sacrificial human altar still on, in Machu Picchu. And, you know, and what's crazy about this is, these entities, these entities have been around since the beginning of Adam and Eve with, with Lucifer. And I really believe they're still here. And I still believe they're up to their same old mischief they've always have been. But the problem is Christians need to wake up, get off their butts, quick, stop reading their stupid Schofield interpretation of the Word of God, and get away from all of those commentaries that have been put in there by the Zionists who want to believe that everything is about Israel, and it's not. I mean, Israel's, don't get me wrong, I pray for Israel on a regular basis and I want to support Israel, but sending them billions of dollars and allowing them to do all of these atrocities in Palestine and killing all of these civilians, that's not of God. The problem is the Schofield Bible in the late 1800s, and it was done by a huge Jewish firm out of New York, they publicized it and to put all the money into it was Schofield, and then it was done through the Oxford University Press. And then some of the pages, half the pages, are commentary by Schofield talking about bringing back in the kingdom of the Jews in a thousand-year reign, and they have to rebuild the temple, and Christ is going to reign out of the temple. All of this stuff that's not even in the Bible. It's not even there, but he put it in there, so a lot of the Christians believed all of those commentaries, and it started getting preached in all of these different churches, and all these different Bible colleges started teaching it, and so now we have this entire generation of people that believe that Israel can't do anything wrong, that the Mossad can't do anything wrong, that the dancing Israelis were a figment of your imagination on 9-11. They wouldn't do anything wrong. They, won't, they don't want to talk about all of the involvement of the Mossad in the Israeli government in 9-11 and all of these other things they've been involved in. Nobody wants to think about it, Sheila, because we've all been brainwashed by the Schofield Bible for over 100 years now. And people need to put that thing down and stop thinking that commentaries are the word of God because they are not. You need to read the Bible and stop reading the commentaries and read that book, Pawns in the Game, and you'll start understanding who's really in charge of all this thing and why they're doing what they're doing, Sheila. I sure, I sure didn't say a whole lot in a few minutes, didn't I?
(laughs) (laughs) Well, and then it's just anything goes if you're a Christian. I was really surprised. I don't know if you saw this article, but recently Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine actor, he came out and said he's a Christian and he dedicates his acting and performances to God. Well, what I found so interesting, Ted, is that in the UK edition of the Huffington Post, And in an interview with Oprah Winfrey, he discusses the fundamental role of transcendental meditation. He said there's nothing in his 20 years in his personal and professional life that has ever opened his eyes like transcendental meditation. And I thought, well, that's really interesting, because if you look at the overview of what TM is, and most people don't understand, Ted, this is Vedic Hinduism, and it's demon worship. And the fact is that transcendental meditation is a demon-based cult where you completely open yourself up to demon possession via the worship of this Eastern mysticism. So I'm not sure, Hugh Jackman, what God you worship, but it's not Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I mean, look at all the Christians doing yoga, Ted, and they think nothing of it. We're just meditating. Well, isn't that lovely? Well, no, every, every morning we start our day off, we have a family meeting, then we have prayer every morning out loud. We pray to the Most High God through Jesus Christ, being led by the Holy Spirit, and it's changed our lives because we do this every single day. It's part of our whole worship service that we do every single morning in my house with my kids, and that's what we're supposed to be doing, not transcendental meditation to Hindu gods. I saw this back in the 70s when I started looking at transcendental meditation when I was was in graduate school at at, at, um, Florida State University, and I started to realize, hey, wait a minute, this is weird. I mean, you're opening yourself up to these these Hindu gods, you're allowing these demons to come in and possess you, and then then you're right. And then I know all these Christians who do go do do, do yoga and all this other kind of nonsense, and I'm always like, why are you doing this? Why don't you just go do some stretching and not call it yoga or not doing doing all this meditation while you're doing yoga to who knows what? I said, if you're going to at least do it, at least be praying to God Almighty. See, the problem is these Luciferians, they turn everything upside down. What God made for good, they want to make bad. God made man and woman. Now they want to make, you know, um, transhumanism. They don't want to have, they want to have, nobody's going to have sex anymore. There's not going to be any males. You can't have any females. You can't have anything, okay? And the the craziest thing about this, Sheila, is that this is what they do. They turn everything upside that God made good. That's what they're trying to do. In fact, Henry McCall, I know you've had him on your show before, he talks about this in detail with the uh, Rothschild banking cartel and what they've done and how they've subverted the culture. And they're coming into the United States. And again, David Duke was right about this. I never thought I'd hear myself quoting David Duke. <laughs> they're, destro- they're, no, there's this, they're destroying the white culture, the European work ethic culture that created and built the United States. They're destroying it because because we came over here for freedom of faith, for freedom of religion, to worship the way we wanted to worship God. That's why we came over here, to escape the religious persecution of Europe. That's why the original settlers and the pilgrims came over. They don't even teach that in school anymore, Sheila. And when I was in school, they were still teaching that. They don't even teach that anymore. And the sad part about it is, it's the European work ethic from the white people, okay, that were coming over here, the Germans and the Norwegians and the British and the Irish and the Scottish who built the United States of America. They built it. And now they're trying to come up with all these different cultures with all of this political correctness running crazy. I don't have a bit of problem with all the cultures sharing in what we've done in our country. Just leave us our culture intact. Don't destroy it. Don't destroy what we've built to who and who we are. There's no reason to do that. We, you know, we need to take pride in who we are as the white race, the 5% of the planet that's still white. 
And I don't know why they're just hell-bent on destroying us and getting us to be gone. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, Sheila. I guess it's all about destroying God's creation, no matter what color you are, whether you're black or white or, or, or yellow or brown. Or they don't care. They're just trying to destroy everybody and bring everybody into Luciferian worship. And it's really, really sad to me because this is not of God. It never has been of God. And if we don't take a hold of this now and stand against this in the aggregate, Sheila, it's never going to get any better. I totally agree. And one of the things we can do, and this is why I think your the work you do is so important, we really can at least take responsibility for our own actions and, of course, be proactive about our health, Ted. In the waning moments, Ted, give out your information and what are the most important things that people can do to really start proactively addressing their health. I mean, people have a plethora of issues going on. And of course, the pharma companies want to inundate everybody with that. But I'm very anti-pharma. I'm a huge proponent of natural. And I really suggest people get a hold of Ted. If you've got any issues going on in your body, do get a hold of Ted. What are some of the really proactive things people can do to take a hold of their health today, Ted? Number one is to drink more water, Sheila. And you've got to get away from the fluorine and the chlorine and all the junk that's in the water. You've got to drink distilled water or reverse osmosis water. Uh, we have distillers on our website at healthmasters.com. But the reality is water is singly the most important thing. I know when my son was going into the Marine Corps as an officer a few years ago, in fact, he, he, torn down, he turned down his commission because Obama won the election, by the way. He said he wasn't going to serve a man who's never, ever been in the military. He said that what they told me in the Marine Corps, and they told him in the Marine Corps, that you can, you can do sleep deprivation, you can do food deprivation. What you can't do is you can't do water deprivation. And you have to have at least half your body weight in fluid ounces and purified water every day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need at least 100 ounces of water every single day. That's super, super important. You've got to increase fiber. You've got to start eating organic food. You've got to get away from anything that has glyphosate or glyphosate residue. You've got to stop spraying glyphosate or Roundup in your yard. You've got to start, you know, use salt. You can go to uh, some of these big warehouses. They sell 50 and 100 pound bags of salt. And you can dump the salt on your driveway. If you have weeds in your driveway, it'll kill the weeds dead. And they don't come back for months and months and months until the seeds come back. But then you just put more salt on it. But you can get away from all of the glyphosate. Uh, you've got to be taking a really good multiple vitamin. I'm not talking about the junk you buy at Walmart. Now you can go to our website. You can find some really, we have a product called the Ultimate Multiple. It's phenomenal. You need to be taking, if you've got any problems with inflammation, you need to be taking cod liver oil every single, day, every single day. If you've got an impaired immune system or allergies, you need to be taking turmeric every single day. It's good for everything. If you've got a problem with fungal infections, you need to be taking black seed oil every single day. That's B-L-A-C-K, black seed oil, at least an ounce every single day. Uh, there's vitamin C. You have to have that. You have to have a methylated vitamin B complex so it can be absorbed by the body every single day. Vitamin E. And you think, well, why do you have to take all these vitamins? Well, because the food is so bad, Sheila, you've got to take supplements. If we were living on an organic farm with organic fertilizer with, with you know, heritage seeds, it'd be one thing. We could have all of this. We could probably eat pretty clean and not need to take supplements. Right. But our body's under so much stress and so much assault from the chemtrails and the junk in the water and the food. We've got to make sure our body's immune system stays strong. Plus, you need 13.5 milligrams of potassium iodide every single day. That's absolutely critical. And at least 5,000 IUs of vitamin Vitamin D3 combined with K2, never take D3 without K2 because it's just simply not healthy because the K2 prevents uh, arterial calcification if you get too much vitamin D. So K2 and D3 have to be together in the same supplement every single time you take them. And that's what I take every day. And I, and I feel great. I mean, my energy levels are through the roof. I'm 60 years old. I haven't had any coffee today. I mean, I feel great. I mean, I don't, I very rarely ever drink coffee. 
but I haven't even had any caffeine. I had some green tea. I had a green tea extract. It's called a purple stick. I use that every morning when I get up to give me a good kick in the butt to get my workout in. And I love that stuff because it doesn't elevate cortisol. But I haven't had that since like 7.30 this morning. So this is just all natural Ted tonight. It's, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> and I feel this good all the time. And, and I tell you what, I love it. I love being 60 years old and having this kind of energy and having this type of endurance still and being able to train six days a week in the gym. It's absolutely wonderful, Sheila. But it's because I've chosen to do it this way. I've chosen to eat this way. And I've chosen this lifestyle. Well, a lot of people are overweight. What do you recommend for people that are really struggling with weight? What do you suggest for people that want to lose 30, 40, 50, 60 or more pounds? Well, number one, I recommend they drink more water and they make sure they don't have fluorine or chlorine in the water because the thyroid thinks that's iodine because it's in the halogen family. And when you do that, it ends up slowing the metabolism way, way, way down. One of the reasons so many people are so overweight, they're drinking chlorine and fluoride in the water. That means no fluoride in your toothpaste either. I also recommend that you know that half the body weight in fluid ounces. Uh, you need to be on a low glycemic index food group uh, when you eat your meals. Don't eat a bunch of starch and potatoes with every meal. Uh, stay with like green leafy vegetables. Uh, stay with uh, you know a good serving of you know of, of, of meat or or whatever on the plate. And then you know and you know and you can just do that. Just you kind of stay in a zone diet where you're mixing your vegetables and your meat and your starch really carefully with low glycemic foods. Uh, next thing you need to do, we have a product called HGH Stimulate. It stimulates the pituitary gland to release human growth hormone, burns body fat like crazy. It also acts like a natural Viagra in the body. That really gets you down in weight quick. And eat six small meals a day. Kind of graze throughout the day and stop gorging yourself after 6 p.m. at night. If you stop eating after 6 p.m. at night and you go to bed at around 10 or 11 o'clock or whatever, and you take a shot of my HGH Stimulate right before you go to bed, you won't believe how much body fat you'll start burning almost immediately. And of course, CLA always works real well. There's all kinds of natural things you can do. Plus, you need to combine cardio with weight training at least four times a week for about 30 minutes. More than that, you start having issues with your joints. I mean, I still like to work out, but I don't train like an athlete did, like I did when I was younger, because it's just too hard on my joints. And if you do have any joint issues, you can go on our website and get the, the healthy joint protocol, which is what I use. And my joints stay great unless I start going real heavy with the weight, Sheila. And if I go real heavy with the weights, you know, I have to be careful with the joints. And, and the, like I said, the HGH Stimulate also, also acts like a natural Viagra. Phenomenal product for that, too, as far as correcting uh, erectile dysfunction in men. Well, Ted, and I really recommend people do get Ted's breakthrough book. It is called Breakthrough Health. It's a must get. And that is also there at healthmasters.com, which is also linked to today's bio. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, Ted. And I do hope you come back and see us soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on again, Sheila. I'll have you on next week. Sounds good, Ted. Folks, that was Ted Brewer from healthmasters.com bookmark his site and do check out all the resources that is a great site to bookmark tomorrow on the program i have the one and only the renowned dr timothy ball and on wednesday i am joined by timothy alberino we've got a great lineup this week and also another exciting conference that's coming up it is augusto perez and the appearance ministry light in the darkness november 13th 14th and 15th all that information is linked there today on the bio. So you want to get out to that upcoming conference in Sewanee, Florida, for sure. Again, all the information is linked there at weekendvigilante.com on the Tuesday bio. That's going to be amazing. Augusto Perez is one of my favorite men of God. Do 
book your tickets fast for that. It's going to be incredible. And I cannot wait to see you out there. That's one month from now. It's going to be a fantastic event. If you know anybody in the Florida area, get a hold of them and make sure that you yourself get a ticket for that. That's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning into the program today, folks. See you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.